Welcome back to the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We're here with you again, and we've got another fantastic guest who's going to talk to us a little bit about what's going on over at Arte Publico Press. You may have heard of them, and if you haven't, you're going to learn more about them now. University of Houston Arte Publico Press Director, Dr. Nicolás Canelos. Good morning, doctor. Hi, Laura. Nice to be here. Yes. Thanks for having me back. Well, it's always good to see you. And uh, as many folks know, the University of Houston was my stomping ground for many, many years. I spent 15 years there and I graduated from the University of Houston. And Dr. Canelos and his team have done an exceptional job of making sure that uh, Arte Publico Press is, is doing a lot of good work, not only here and in Houston, but throughout the U.S. So for folks who may not be familiar, Dr. Canelos, let's first tell them uh, a little bit about Arte Publico Press and, and why it's so relevant and more important than ever today. Well, Arte Publico Press was founded in 1979. Next year, we'll be celebrating our 40th anniversary. We're the largest and oldest Latino publishers in the United States. We publish about 25 books on diverse subjects by Latino authors, fiction, nonfiction, children's books, uh, reference works. Uh, many of our books have won numerous awards. Uh, basically, most of the people whose names in, in the world of publishing and literature, et cetera, have come through Arte Publico Press. That's basically it, you know. Well, he, he's uh, being very modest in terms of uh, the uh, the role and influence that Arte Publico Press has, has played in literature. And certainly uh, there's a, a few things that we want to focus on today, and that's let's talk a little bit about uh, Salinas Alba Award for Latino Children's Literature. Talk to us about that. Well, as you know, Laura, and probably a lot of the re- the listeners know, as well, uh, Latino children do not see themselves in books. They don't see themselves in textbooks. They don't see themselves in pleasant reading, etc. They're almost erased of the thousands and thousands of children's books that are published every year. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, less than 1% have Latino characters and less than 1% of them written by Latino authors. And we have dedicated ourselves to changing that and to getting books with our history, our culture, our positive images mm-hmm. out into the bookstores, into the schools, into the libraries. So what we did was we had a fundraising and uh, we developed an award, a cash award of $5,000 mm-hmm. for the best Latino children's book to be submitted to us. It's mm-hmm. called the Salinas de Alba Award for Latino Children's Literature. And it's in honor of a woman who was born in Piedras Negras and very humble background and came to the United States and and worked her way up and had a prosperous family. And they endowed this award. She is deceased now, but she has great, great, great grandchildren. So mm-hmm. uh, we're honoring her because she was always committed to uh, education mm-hmm. and to reading. So... Less than 1%, even in 2018, that is still the case? Yes, uh, unfortunately it is. So if you're out there listening, certainly there's a, a lot of space for uh, more of these stories, sharing the stories, telling that story, and making sure that our children uh, understand the, the role and an important role that we play in our community. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Piñata books. I, I remember reading a variety of those. Tell us a little bit about that and, and mm-hmm. what's happening in that space. Well, we came to this uh Realization back in 1992 that there just was not enough uh, representation of Latinos in children's uh, literature. So we founded Piñata Books, mm-hmm. and it has three divisions, which are bilingual picture 
books for mm -hmm. kids uh, K through about third grade, then middle readers, th uh, third through fifth grade, mm -hmm. and young adult books. So many of these books are uh, award winners and have great ac acceptance in the schools. Teachers and librarians are, 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 are clamoring for them, as well as families. And they can be found on our website and also in local libraries and, and uh, bookstores. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, we published some very, very interesting books because one of, one of the things that we realized is that both the Latino and the Asian communities mm -hmm. face some of the same problems. So uh, one of our authors... Uh, uh, Gwen Cepeda, who's mm -hmm. a local Houston author. Now, okay. Arte Público and, and Piñata Books is a national organization. We publish authors from all over the country, and our okay. books are distributed throughout the United States. Mm -hmm. And every book we publish is, comes out in ebook as well. Okay. So uh, we have an international reach. But we have some wonderful authors here in Houston, and one of them is Gwen Cepeda. She was the former uh, poet laureate of mm -hmm. Houston, and she wrote. Maya and Annie are friends, and it's a bilingual book, and it talks about a young girl whose best friend is a Vietnamese girl mm -hmm. and how they alternate going from one house to the other, trying each other's food, and eventually uh, their parents marry. So it's a kind of very, very um, lovely, romantic story sure. seen through the eyes of, of two young girls. Well, and, and you, you spoke about e-books. Tell us a little bit. I mean, we see so many bookstores that have shut down and that just whole mm -hmm. transformation, libraries, funding, limited funding. Uh, what can we uh, anticipate is in the future for books? And, and how do we continue to make sure that our children have that opportunity to be exposed to, to great literature? Well, first of all, we, we, we hope that uh, all schools and families have a access to uh, electronic information mm -hmm. through computers and, and, and what have you. But in this world today, uh, electronic books are very, very important. They do not sell more than print books. Print books are holding their own. Mm -hmm. We sell, and the, the industry sells more print books than e-books. Okay. So that, that is a misrepresentation quite often in popular thinking. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but... You know, books are very expensive, and many schools are changing to to the ebook format and to online and interactive books. So Artepulco is with that, with that, mm -hmm. and we are committed to making our culture, literature, history available through every single medium possible. And our books get out there through every single wholesaler, distributor, mm -hmm. bookstore, Amazon, mm -hmm. what have you. More than the ebook, I think it's it's basically what has affected the the um, the bookstore. Uh, community has been mm -hmm. Amazon. Well, and if you'd like more information, please visit artepublicopress.com. Again, that's artepublicopress.com. As mentioned, Dr. Canelos uh, just let us know that they will be celebrating their 40th anniversary. So please make sure that you stay involved with that. I know you've got a great advisory uh, team, and, and recently I visited with one of your members, uh, Michael Solara, who has, is your biggest champion out there, hmm. making sure yeah. folks are aware of the great work that you're doing. Let's make sure that our children have opportunities to learn and, and, and be uh, bilingual, bicultural, and certainly appreciate all the work that Arte Publico Press has been doing. One of the things I want to visit with you on is uh, this uh, Hispanic Literacy, Literacy Heritage Project. Tell us a little bit about, about that. Uh, we uh, have been engaged in a research project for, for 
uh, some 25 years now mm-hmm. called Recovering U.S. Hispanic Literary Heritage. It's about finding all of the written culture, everything that was written by Latinos in the United States from the colonial period mm-hmm. up until 1960. And what we do is we find all of these these documents, diaries, newspapers, books that were published, manuscripts that were never published, mm-hmm. and we microfilm them for preservation. We digitize them for yes. accessibility. So we create these very large hundreds of thousands of of uh, of um, um, uh, items in in uh, databases that are distributed universally, distributed throughout the world to libraries and universities. And uh, these databases uh, make it possible for someone to go to the library or for even from home. Like if you're at a university, just from, you, you can access your library from home uh-huh. and you go to a database and you say, I want to find out what women were publishing in uh, southern Texas in 1890s. You know, what Latinas were writing back then. Okay. And what did they write? Did they write diaries, you know, newspaper articles? And you'll get a whole menu, hundreds of, hundreds of, of, of uh, items in the menu. You click on them, mm-hmm. and you can have the text. You can download it. You can print it. You can, you can email it, et cetera. And so this is uh, multiplied by hundreds of thousands of texts that we have uh, found, discovered, and preserved, and now are making available um, throughout the world, actually. And, and all of these things are, are not inexpensive, Dr. Canelos. And so tell us a little bit about uh, your efforts in the community to make sure that they understand, number one, the, the role that you all play, and then the importance of uh, finding uh, the, the business owners and uh, philanthropists that can uh, contribute toward pres- preservation of all of these great uh, uh, projects and also the uh, continued exposure to great authors. Well, uh, fundraising is always ongoing, and it's very, very difficult. Unfortunately, uh, most of the money that we do fundraise comes from outside of the state. We don't have that significant amount of of support from corporations or foundations or even individuals from from Houston. So we're always looking for for uh, partners in pr- producing these books, books that are award winning. You know, that have won all kinds of national and local and regional awards uh, and getting them into the schools. But it takes an enormous amount of money. So we get support from the National Endowment from the Humanities, National Endowment from the Arts, Texas Commission on the Arts. But unfortunately, I I hate to say it, that the Houston Arts Alliance, uh, out of some kind of quirk craziness, since we're the largest uh, organization that brings authors into the schools and have reading programs for children in the Houston uh, Independent School District, uh, they won't fund us. They they cut our funding because they say we're university-related. Now, that's crazy. There's all kinds of institutions in Houston that support the arts, and that but they pick on the university to, to, to cut us out. And again, in Houston... Less than 1% of the money that funds art goes to Latino organizations. And the biggest organization, us, they defund us. That's absolutely crazy. 
We know Houstonians are, are out there listening to us, and as Arve Publico celebrates its 40th anniversary, we hope that you'll step up, visit their webpage, find a way to uh, support them. Uh, teachers, if you're out there, you know, make sure that you're aware of all the great things that Arte Publico Press is doing. And to the corporations who are out there, we ask that you uh, visit with them, learn more about them. We need to keep and, and in many ways introduce uh, this uh, great entity to uh, our school systems and, and others. And so, Houston, we know that uh, we're the most diverse city in the nation, and Arte Publico Press plays a very large role. We've got to change the numbers on, on uh, what it's looking like in terms of the, the number of authors and the exposure that Latinos have, not only in this space, but in so many others. But certainly, I think many of us might be surprised to hear that uh, the number is as low as it is. So, uh, Houstonians, we ask that you uh, get engaged. Uh, Arte Publico is going to have some upcoming fundraising activities and initiatives, and it's a great way for you to uh, get involved, get engaged, and have a real sense of pride of these award-winning authors, Hispanic or not, the fact that they are exposing us to uh, great stories. And one of them, uh, that's a new book that's coming out, Bang, by Daniel Peña. Tell us a little bit about that book before we wrap oh, up. Bang is a fabulous book. It's, it's hard-hitting. It's uh-huh. about some Mexican-American uh, brothers that uh, crash their plane in northern Mexico and get, get uh, involved uh, unfortunately taken over by the cartels and they're almost become enslaved to the cartel, the drug cartels in Mexico. And it has won uh, recognition from coast to coast. There's now uh, initiatives to uh, translate and publish the book in Mexico. There's also film interest in it. It's just just a fabulous story. And the best of all, Daniel Peña teaches creative writing at the University of Houston downtown. Well, there you have it. Big friends of ours at the University of Houston downtown with Dr. Juan Munoz. And just one final note, just given all the things that you mentioned, Dr. Canelos, is the the importance and the need to have our community tell our stories and what this means for, for the next generation of writers. What advice do you have for them? Well, it's it's the same as, as, as people saying we don't see ourselves enough on the television or in the movies. But it's even worse in, in, in books, mm-hmm. which are the heart of, of uh, education. And reading is the most important part. So if kids get turned off at the very early age because they don't relate to the school or they don't relate to books, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just means that our community will, will still be mired in all of the social ills that we face every day. So reading and books and our culture in those books are so important to, to uh, in, uh, uh, attract uh, kids to education and to, to uh, uh, positive careers, as well as the adult community that absolutely needs to read and to find out about our history, to find out about our culture. We are not, hey, we are not a minority. You know, there's so many... Uh, ideas about minority culture, etc. We're a majority in this hemisphere, and the Spanish language is the majority language in this hemisphere. And we have many riches, and many of those riches have become part of the, uh, the background of the United States from before the United States even existed. So we need to find out about that, and it has to be part of our daily parlance. Well, thank you. And on behalf of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, we would like to thank Arte Publico Press Director Dr. Nicolás Canelos. Thank you so much for joining us and all the best. And congratulations on your 40th anniversary. You've been a champion in this community. We thank you for your leadership. Thank you, Laura. All right. We'll be right back.